Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. I'm Jonathan Friedman, and our next guest is Ginger King, CEO of Grace Kingdom Beauty. Welcome to Radio Entrepreneurs. My pleasure. Now, uh, I was saying before we got on the air, Ginger, you're uh, um, fascinating. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, awed by the background that you have. You're a multi-degree, uh, advanced degree holder. Um, and uh, so, so you obviously spent a lot of time in, in, in education and learning about uh, uh, the industry from the other side uh, with the composition and what goes into things. Uh, tell us a little bit about your educational background and how you got into the beauty business. Okay, my educational background, I actually have uh, several, several degrees, like including a master's in chemistry and MBA in marketing, and over 30 of professional certifications from like Green Cardone and Damon Zhang of the Shark Tank. And how I got into beauty was uh, because I'm Asian, it's very important that I have multiple degrees, you know, academic excellence is looked highly upon. But when I came to America, I was 16, I wanted to be a makeup artist, but because of my culture is like no you have to go to college if not a phd at least get a master's degree so i was like fine i'll learn how to make beauty products because that's what i love and this is how i end up in the beauty industry so i love beauty since day one so you uh developed a a understanding of the core of creating product but you went into a business that was really about helping other entrepreneurs develop their uh, concepts and and bring them to market. Uh, perhaps uh, marrying your your marketing background. Tell us about uh, your 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 business, Grace Kingdom Beauty. And sure, what Grace Kingdom Beauty is a consulting company. I help people to build their own beauty brand from concept to launch, including formulation. So I can do turnkey. So if you want to have your own beauty brand, I'm the person to talk to. I do everything within the beauty space. And last year. In 2020, I also launched my own brand, Fang Love Beauty. The reason why I'm doing this is because for two reasons. One is a lot of people ask me, so what happened after I launched the brand? Can you also help me? So to walk the talk, I decided to do my own brand so I can show you how to do it. Because obviously people know I know how to do formulations from concept to launch. And secondly, and the reason why I have Fang Love Beauty is because this is a very different type of beauty brand. It's I create beauty products for people who inspire, educate, or entertain the society as a gift back. For example, uh, the inspiration actually came from my celebrity crush, Damon Zhang of Shark Tank. There was one time he was uh, using a lip balm in front of me before he go, go on stage to talk. And I was like, if it's something that's so close to him, that's in his pocket, on his lips, it has to be not to be mine because I'm a cosmetic chemist. So I developed this the best ever vegan lip balm that is the healthiest ever and it's free of your conventional petrolatum, lanolin or beeswax. I guarantee you, I challenge you, if you do use lip balm, take out your lip balm, you're gonna find these three to me, quote unquote, undesirable ingredients. So what I give you is ingredients that are full of superfoods and uh, ingredient that is clinically proven to boost hydration by up to 6,000%. And why I chose lip balm? Because lip balm is so critical, no matter if you're a man, woman, or uh, older people or younger people, everybody can use lip balm. Lip balm is the only beauty product that can be ingested. So the choice is critical. 
Hmm. And uh, interesting that you say it's the only beauty cut product that can be ingested, yet most of the products on the market have things that you probably can't pronounce in them. Um, <laughs> and do you really want to ingest those products? So you've come out with a fully natural uh, a vegan. Uh, so if, if I'm stuck on a desert island and using my lip balm and I get hungry, I can eat it as well. Um, All right. It's edible. <laughs> I don't I don't say that, you know, for legal reasons, but every single ingredient in there, they're edible. So um, tell us a little bit about the let's go back to the consulting piece. You've worked with companies who you've helped them develop their formulation. Uh, what What is the range of people coming to you? Have they uh, stood in their kitchen, uh, uh, cooking up concoctions and applying it to themselves? Or is it sometimes people that have a concept but don't know anything about the chemistry of how to create it? Um, or is it people that, that have developed some sort of formulation, used it amongst their family and friends, and now they want to commercialize it? I would imagine it's, uh, you, you've seen all of it. Um, all right, I see all of them. But I can tell you the best uh, ones are the ones who know their why. Why are they doing this? so they can keep looking or going forward. The first phone calls with them, I usually ask them, what is your why? Because if you don't know your why, the first three years is going to be very tough. Building a brand is not easy. You need to have the consistency, you have to have the persistence and have a very strong why in order to do this. And the why is, is, is um, you know, there's a big difference between the why conceptually and the why executionally. Um, because we, at the end of the day, in order to be a business, you have to convince other people as to why, why you, why your product. And it seems to me it's a, um, like a lot of industry segments, it's a segment that is very crowded today. And so is the why uh, uh, and articulating that why a big piece of how you uh, guide your clients to separate themselves from the noise, so to speak, from the pack? Yes, I actually start with branding because branding is the way of differentiating you from the pack. Because let's put, put my lip balm as an example. A lip balm is a lip balm is a lip balm. But how are you going to differentiate yours? And my lip balm is actually the first ever uh, stage balm for lips as designed for speakers. Because as we, you know, you are doing podcasts. We, we talk a lot. I mean, our lips get dry. And once our lips get dry, we may not smooth talk as smoothly as we like and sure we can drink water but a lot of time we don't have the time to go to the bathroom you know if, especially if you can go on the stage or you, even if you're sitting in a conference room in the whole day it's going to the bathroom you have to wait in line forever so what is the easiest way for you to hydrate your lips as a lip balm <laughs> Now, uh, so, well, that makes perfect sense. So it's something that people need and can use. And so that's uh, a, a, a great example. Now, um, what, what, what are some of the challenges you see in companies going from um, concept to commercialization of their products? Is, it, is, it, uh, is, is the beauty industry guided by a lot of regulatory issues or less so uh, Today yes, there are a lot of regulatory issues and there are a lot of self-regulation. People are going for clean beauty, vegan beauty. Clean, clean beauty is actually not regulated by the government. It's people taken upon themselves. So I don't advise anybody, to, if you want to be in the beauty business, don't do it DIY because you don't know what you don't know. You really need to work with a professional since day one. This is going to help you to save your time, money, and all of your resources. Okay, so you guide them through some of the regulatory pieces and, and uh, a product approval process, etc. Yes, yes, I do everything in the beauty industry. 
I've been so around for, for 25 years in the, in the space. So, so for our budding entrepreneurs in the beauty industry, what's a realistic time frame from conceptual to execution to selling product in the market? I like to say it's like having a baby. So it's nine months. And the first trimester is really doing all the concept development, doing prototyping. The, the second trimester is you doing all the testing because you need to do stability testing, micro challenge testing, consumer testing. The third trimester is doing pilot scale up and also doing some PR work. So from concept to launch is really nine months. And of course, if you want to have a preemie, you can, you're taking your own risk. That's a great analogy, I guess. <laughs> um, so, so tell us, uh, you know, when a company gets to scale and, and uh, you know, scale means different things to different people. But um, how, what is the point at which a company is going from, uh, you know, a solo uh, entrepreneur manufacturing product in their, um, you know, non-commercial environment to uh, time to have some sort of uh, a scale? Is it defined in units? Is it defined in sales volume? Is it defined in, you know, because I guess it's different depending on the product category. Um, but, but I guess my, my question is, you know, no different than if you're, you know, come up with a great formulation of brownies. At what point do you decide, okay, I can't do this anymore 24 seven in my home kitchen. I need to be in a commercial environment. Well, actually, I suggest you to be in a commercial environment since day one, because whatever you can produce in the home kitchen may not be able to scale because of the differences in manufacturing. So always begin with an end in mind. And even if you are not going to a retailer today, you need to know what are your prospective retailer you want to go in because it affects your price point. So you really need to think all the way through the distribution, where are you gonna take your brand in three to five years from now, instead of uh, just step-by-step. Step. And also when you do it online for e-commerce, it's a good space for uh, testing your concept because you need to have proof of concept that you can get investors, then it can take you all the way. But on your like business, plan on your branding side, you must know where are you going to be selling your products and what price point can you afford? Excellent. So uh, it sounds like you are the one-stop shop, the maven in terms of anybody that wants to launch a beauty brand and, and be successful at it. Uh, our guest has been Ginger King, CEO of Grace Kingdom Beauty. It's been a pleasure. Tell us about uh, Fan Love Beauty and where people can uh, find your products if they want to buy Fanlovebeauty.com. Excellent. Yeah. And you can go there and place uh, place orders for the most wonderful lip balm on the planet. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Well, it's been a real pleasure. If people want to reach you uh, specifically to talk about uh, their brands and, and um, uh, how to launch a product, we already know where they can buy your product. But if they want to talk about your consulting services and how you can guide them, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Uh, my Instagram, the beauty shark ginger, the beauty shark ginger. DM me. The beauty shark. The beauty ginger. shark ginger. And do we get a, a taste of Damon along the way too? Does he come with the package or not quite? Well, he endorsed my lip balm. <laughs> that's that. That's good enough. Well, you know, that's uh, that's a wonderful endorsement, and uh, and uh, I would imagine uh, uh, your product is flying off the shelf, so to speak. So, uh, we wish you best of continued luck, Ginger, and it's been a pleasure having you on Radio Entrepreneurs. Thank you so much, Jonathan. And we'll be right back with another guest on Radio Entrepreneurs.